<coughs> moment by moment, the minds, which is the world's come into being, take its shape and to dissolve. Sound arises and passes away, feeling in the body, visual form, the interior of the temple, the shape of your hands, the person in front of you, the flavor on the tongue, sensations on the skin. The world arises, takes shape, passes away. Our moods, feeling sad, excited, tired, anxious, heavy, light. Those moods arise, take shape, pass away. This is the establishment of, of insight, seeing things clearly, right view. That quality of awakened awareness, vicha, knowing the patterns of the world arising, taking shape, and dissolving. And in that seeing, there's no seer, no person, no I who is the one who is the watcher. It's just knowing, watching, feeling. No I or me or mine needs to be conceived. <coughs> In this way, that which knows a person, it's not a person. That which knows this body, this mind, these thoughts, these feelings. It's not a person. The mind is not a person. There's a quality of knowing, of awareness. But it's only out of ignorant habits and that's turned into me who's hearing, me who's talking, me who's feeling, thinking, remembering, planning. Out of ignorance, conceit, asmimana, the conceit of I, I am, sakayaditi, self-view, these get formed, made solid. So it feels like there's me here, you there, this person, that person, the other people. Because of the mind's ignorance, habitual way of creating self, creating other, creating the world. The power of the senses and instincts, hunger for food, protecting territory, looking after the body, staying alive, is 
powerful instincts feed the impressions of self and other. I am this person, I am this body. That's you over there, me in here. The power of instinct and conditioning makes that seem so true, so real. The Buddha Dhamma helps the insight to be clarified. It's not the whole story. It's just a surface level impression. Like saying the sun rises in the east. Yeah. On one level you can say that's true. Look a little deeper and we realize the sun doesn't rise. It's the earth that turns. It creates that impression of the sun rising. Looks that way. So morning is coming, the sun is rising in the east. Looks that way. Convention says it rises over there, not in the west. We look a little deeper and we realize no, it's the turning of the earth that causes the appearance, the ability to see the sun, creates the impression of it moving across the sky. In the same way, this body seems to be being These thoughts, these feelings, being female, being male, old, young, our age, our nationality, personality, status, being a monk, a nun, a layperson, These are perceptions, conventions, arising, taking shape, dissolving. How could they be more than that? So that which knows the conventions, that which knows the person, that which knows the world, it's not a person. It's not an I, not an individual. It's awake. A conceiving mind tries to create some sort of a, an image, some sort of an identity. But if <coughs> there's a reflection on the Buddha's teachings, the way he described his own subjective experience. You can't name or conceive that quality in terms of the five khandhas, in terms of the body, or feelings, thoughts, perceptions, mental formations, or even discriminative consciousness. The Buddha said that material form, that rupa, whereby one trying to describe the Tathagata would describe him, that has been cut off at the root, made like a palm tree stump, deprived of the conditions for existence and rendered incapable of arising in the future. The Tathagata is liberated from being reckoned in terms of material form. So two feelings, perceptions, mental formations, discriminative consciousness. The Tathagata the one thus come, thus gone, 
that awake, aware quality is liberated from being reckoned in terms of material form, feeling, perceptions, mental formations, consciousness. He is profound, immeasurable, unfathomable, like the ocean. Now reflect upon this. This is the Buddha talking about his own subjective experience. How that quality of the Tathagata, the that one thus come, thus gone. That which is such, thus. There's a presence, there's a quality, profound, immeasurable, unfathomable, vast, non-personal, inconceivable, unfathomable. There's a presence of vastness and immeasurability, but to uh, say what that is, well, that, that's the real me. The true nature of mind is suchness. That's what I am. I am suchness. That's me. That's just an idea. That's just the thinking mind saying, I am suchness. It's just a thought. So if we take that reflection, that teaching of the Buddha, that a targeter is liberated from being reckoned. That quality of awakened awareness cannot be reckoned, it cannot be measured, can't be traced, categorized in terms of form, feeling, perception, mental formations, consciousness. There's no idea or word no image, no structure, no feeling that can genuinely represent that quality. But that quality can function, can operate. Right here, the very center, the very mode of experiencing it in this present reality. What's knowing the sound of these words, the sensations of this body, that knowing, is knowing this moment, this present reality, is that very quality. It doesn't have to be got from somewhere else, acquired. It's the very fabric of experience itself. The root of knowing, it's already here. So the Buddha encouraged us not to try and create a concept or an identity. Hey, the, real, the real self is this or that or the other. He was supremely skillful in saying, don't believe in any conception. Any conception can't be the reality. It's got not enough dimensions. Like trying to drink tea out of a drawing of a teacup. The drawing has two dimensions, the tea has three. There's not enough dimensions in the drawing to contain 
the tea itself. We, we can be, we can embody, embody that very quality of awakened awareness. We don't have to create an idea around it. Create an, an identity, a persona. Being awake. Being that awakenedness, that awakening. Here, now, that's all that's required. So in that there's a shedding, a relinquishing, a letting go of all the habitual identities. You are like this. I like you. I don't like you. I don't know you. I do know you. You're my friend. You're not my friend. What's your name? What's this called? What's going to happen? Where are we going? What happened last week? What is this? All these ways the mind tries to create the self and the world, categorizes known, unknown, liked, disliked, mine, yours, inside, outside. These are just the ways that the the mind, out of habit, creates self and other, me and the world. doesn't have to do that. Letting go of belief in the conventions, constructions, conditions of body and mind. Releasing them, relinquishing them, allows the heart to be free, to know all the conventions and patterns, perceptions of the world, this being, other beings, without limitation by them. So the reflections on anicca, dukkha, anatta, transiency, uncertainty, unsatisfactoriness, not self. These are the ways in which, moment by moment, the heart frees itself of these false limitations. The way the heart reminds itself of its true reality, awake, aware. frees that quality of vicha from the, the false limitations of belief, habit, unconscious attachment, all the, the compulsions of avicca, not seeing clearly. So we use these reflections, anicca, dukkha, anatta, to process the flow of Feeling and thought, perception. To break the habits. Break the habits of believing I am this person. I'm a woman, I'm a man, I'm old, I'm young, I'm a monk, I'm a nun, I'm a lay person. See, those can only be transparent conventional agreements. There's no thing really there. If those reflections, anicca, dukkha, anatta, they're applied steadily, 
patiently, consistently, moment by moment, the heart is freed of its false limitations. There's an ease, a comfort, a freedom, even as the, the, the natural limits of the world, the force of gravity, the feelings of hunger, the need for air, all of those are perceived, but they don't create any genuine limitation on the heart itself. The heart is freed through its own nature, its own qualities. Profound, immeasurable, unfathomable, unlimitable, illimitable, boundless. That's its nature. Always has been. It out of ignorance, that's failed to be realized. That limitlessness is missed because of the attention being caught by the limits, the boundaries, the time-bound, the born and the dying. 